I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to an early week edition of the Outside the Box podcast. This is episode number 139 of OTB right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Got a lot to talk about tonight. KB coming at you from Underground Studios and on the video chat line, intern Harry the K. What's up? Brother, we have been going nonstop. I don't know about you, but I don't know what sleep is. Uh, NLL free agency has started. I have some things to address via the Twitter uh, mentions from last night because a whole lot of stuff went down. We got a recap PLL Island group play, and uh, the Wings are making moves, and that's what the whole premise of what this podcast started on was, was the Philadelphia Wings, and they're making moves tonight. Yeah, absolutely crazy weekend from the ridiculous talent levels we saw in the PLL to just signing after signing after signing. And, you know, added to the fact that the NHL returned and I have not rest had a single second of rest this entire weekend, and I'm loving every second of it. It's been bonkers, but before we get started, make sure you guys check out our Design Tree storefront, dsgntree.com. Search outside the box. Go get your Monday night lacrosse shirts. Got mine in the mail. I can't wait to rock that bad boy. And obviously, we've got all of our OTB logo shirts. We've got the Ding Ding Lacrosse Gloves boxing that has somewhat applied to the PLL this season. Uh, we've got the Chef Rambo, the OG Chef Rambo shirt, the Newman Nukes, which we need the Newman Nukes to start dropping if Chaos wants to survive in the playoffs. The hot sauce tea is available. All that good stuff. Use the promo code DSGN10 to save yourself $10 off at checkout. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, best in the business. I'm rocking the blue lights right now. I just broke down what blue light glasses are to Harry the K, and he is just adding them into his cart right now. I think he's got every single pair that Tomahawk Shades has to offer in his cart right now because $75 and over on any order right now qualifies for free shipping. And if you use our promo code USP at checkout, you get 25% off your entire order. Go big or go home. Check out our friends at Tomahawk Shades, tomahawkshades.com. Use the promo code USP. Let's start off. I got to I got to address the people.
because some people uh, were just very confused by a tweet that I sent out because it's free agency. Who doesn't like speculating during free agency? I was piecing some things together. Everybody loves social media watching in free agency. So, you know, I was texting the boys and I said, guys, I'm on Instagram right now. Callum Crawford is, you know, the big ticket free agent on the market. He's only following two NLL teams on Instagram right now. His Twitter's private, so I couldn't check that out. And the two teams were the San Diego Seals and the Philadelphia Wings. And I was like, man, if, if the Wings pull the trigger here, Kevin Buchanan's a free agent. There's a spot open on the roster. You know, the, the 2020 NLL draft is uncertain. If they do that, you know, that puts the Wings right at title contender after they just acquired Ben McIntosh late last week. They've already got Kevin Crowley, Matt Rambo, Blaze Reardon, Brett Hickey. they got a squad. And people were questioning my tweet that the NLL just happened to retweet. So we were like, you know, getting ready. You know, is Callum Crawford coming to Philly? Like, And people were questioning me, like, why wouldn't the draft happen? Why, why, it, it makes no sense. Guys, I didn't mean that the NLL draft was not going to happen. It's obviously going to happen. Like, guys are going to declare for the NLL draft. But, you know, this thing that's been running around since March called COVID-19 has switched up a lot of things. And there are going to be some teams in every single sports league under the sun that can't afford... To wait, sure, you could draft a guy and retain his rights and have him in 2021. Awesome, fantastic, let's do the damn thing. The Wings have Pat Spencer's rights. Like, he's never going to play for the Wings, but if he does, whoa, look out. Um, But there are going to be some teams, and I think the Wings are one of those teams, especially after acquiring a guy like Ben McIntosh, having a guy like Kevin Crowley on this roster. Like, those are two guys that are hitting the peaks of their careers and you're pushing the chips all in. If you're Paul day going out and trading what you did to get Ben McIntosh there, the wings are a team that in my opinion, can't like afford the crap shoot that is going to be the 2020 NLL draft. They can't bank on a guy saying he's going to be a massive piece of what we do in 2020, 2021. And we're banking on, Said, that's why they traded their seventh round, seventh overall pick to get Ben McIntosh. You know, the, the NLL draft, while the draft itself is not uncertain, and while the players, you know, we don't know who's going to be in the draft. You could still retain these guys' rights, sure. Teams like the New York Riptide can afford to do that. Teams like the Rochester Nighthawks can afford to do that. Teams like the Vancouver Warriors can afford to do that. But teams right now like the Philadelphia Wings like the Georgia Swarm, the Halifax Thunderbirds, the Calgary Roughnecks, the Saskatchewan Rush, these teams that are like ring chasing and trying to go and win championships cannot full-blown bank on the 2020 NLL draft and whoever is available in the first round being a key contributor. It's just, in my opinion, that's just straight-up facts. Like, you can't bank on it's not like a couple years ago when the seals and wings were number one overall and it's like okay these guys that were drafting and obviously it didn't work out for the wings either but they ended up getting you know draft capital 
guys coming out of college like Austin Stotts, like Chris Cloutier, like Trevor Baptiste. You know, these guys that were coming out, they were ready to rock and roll. They were surefire blue chip guys. We don't know what that's going to be in the 2020 NLL draft. And that's what I meant by my tweet. So everybody coming at my neck, questioning what I was saying. I also can't control what the NLL retweets. Shout out for the retweet, though. You know, I'm just out here. Yeah. I'm a podcaster trying to do the damn thing. Running an, running an operation pretty damn well, I'd say. With my boys and my gals. Just trying to make it in the sports industry. That's what we're doing here. We're an independent company. We do what we do. We like throwing things out there that look like they could happen. Like, up until it got announced, and we'll get into it now, that Calum Crawford signed with the New York Riptide. Anything was possible. Yeah. Yesterday, speculating where Crawford was going to land, like, you did, you had no idea where it was going to happen. He could have gone to San Diego. He could have gone to Philly. He could have stayed in place. Nobody had an, any New idea. New York was obviously on the table. Rochester was on the table. Like, there was, there was quite a few opportunities. I even, like, thought Calgary might be a spot. But... Yeah, you know, not? when you go and look at social media a little bit and just have some fun, and he's only following two teams, and one of them's not even the team he's leaving. Like, he was not following the New England Black Wolves on Instagram. And he's following the two expansion teams that just so happen to have spots open on their rosters. You, you make some speculative tweets. I didn't even say that yeah. right. You know, speculative. You, you, yeah. you, you speculative. I feel like Nemo is trying to say nim 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 But yeah, Callum Crawford. That's the big news in the NLL. He signs with the New York Riptide, two-year contract. Um, we're gonna have media availability with Callum uh, when you're listening to this Tuesday today, uh, but tomorrow right now as we're recording it. So very excited to talk to Callum about his decision. Um. New York Riptide making some waves, if you will. I mean, they also picked up Brent Adams today, the stud on the Redwoods. So, yeah, I'm very Looking excited about for, that uh, signing. Brent's been out of the NLL. He didn't play last year, didn't play in 2018, but he was with Colorado in 2017 and 2019. And that's when I got my first taste of Brent Adams getting into the lacrosse world was him playing for the Colorado Mammoth. And he was fantastic for them. Didn't play last year. He had been in camp with New England before, so that kind of ties in the connection with Rich Lisk, who is now in New York, and he is putting his fingerprints all over that team. Uh, just look at all the the acquisitions they've made this offseason. Very big ties to his time in New England. Um, but Callum Crawford now becomes the face of this team that already has guys like Connor Kelly, Miles Jones, Tyson Gibson, the number one overall pick from last year. Um, Dan Lomas, who I think is a very underrated player. You've got guys on this team that you add Callum Crawford to it. He's going to elevate their play. They signed Steve Orleman to to play goalie as well. That was another one of their free agent signings. This New York Riptide team is making They've got Alex Woodall taking faceoffs. They signed Connor Farrell during the season last year. They're they're putting together pieces that make sense for them, and I think it's it's 
got an, a real chance to work, especially now looking at New England losing Callum Crawford, so you take from a division rival. Stephen LeBlanc signed with Halifax tonight, so he's out of New England. New England retains the goalie of the year. He doesn't go to Halifax on the RFA. Doug Jameson stays in New England, which is big for them. That was massive. But you look at their offense now in New England, and it's going to be led by Andrew Q and Joe Resitardis. Those are your two guys now up top rather than LeBlanc and Callum Crawford, who have been perennial all-star, all-caliber players. Who knows what New England has in store? I mean, they they retained a ton of their guys. They gave their guys their money. They got Joe Nardella taking face-off still. It's going to be interesting in the East to see what happens with New England. You know, do they take a downturn a little bit, and now New York gets a little bit of a rise up. Georgia's still kind of staying the, stay the course. They signed a couple of their own guys. And the Wings are, are making moves oh. too. This division is going to be bonkers. So, the, over the past couple of days, especially in this division with Philadelphia and New York, uh, they've just confirmed to me with these signings that these two teams, especially, are going ring chasing. Uh, Philadelphia is definitely coming into that third season off of an extremely strong sophomore effort. They're going to want to continue that uh, momentum into next year, and these signings they've made over the past couple of days. I mean, they locked down Liam Burns and uh, what's his name? Uh, hang on. Matt Marinier bringing Matt him Marinier, back on was uh, extremely important to the Wings. Uh, and New York bringing on uh, bring on Callum, bringing on Wings Brent also Adam. brought Kyle Marr back as well. It's big for them. I, I'm really seeing these two teams make a big push for the playoffs. As well as Halifax. Halifax Halifax is doing they, the most. They've been looking ambitious the past Plus, couple of days as well. let's not forget, right before we started recording, the Philadelphia Wings made two big signings. They bring in Corey Small from Buffalo to add to this forward group. Yep. So they don't bring in Callum Crawford. They don't bring in Reese Dutch. But they bring in Corey Small. I think this is a m- amazing signing because... Corey Small, another Peterborough guy, plays for Paul Day in the summer. Uh, just adds to that camaraderie up top where you have the homegrown guys technically in Kevin Crowley, uh, an original wing, and he's back. Uh, you've got Matt Rambo. you got Blaze Reardon. And then yep. you've got Brett Hickey, who you brought in through the expansion draft when the wings came back. And then you've got Corey Vitarelli. You've got Corey Small now. This team yeah. is loaded, and Ben McIntosh. It's ridiculous what Philadelphia has been doing over the past couple of days. I am sad to see Josh Carrier go. We talked about this on the last podcast, but still, this team is looking like a championship contender. Paul Day is pushing all his chips to the to the center of the table, and is like, "Hey, NLL, like I'm the the reigning head coach and GM of the year. I'm here to I'm here to stay, and I'm here to play." Let's do this thing. Uh, Alex Krepenseg also, I believe it's Alex, uh, also signing with the Philadelphia Wings as New York and Rochester confirmed to Teddy Jenner that they are both out. So the Wings also get pretty talented defensemen to add to a young defense group. I, I like this move a lot. Um, 
the the NLL free agency. Shout out to everybody that's been checking out our live tracker as well. It's been shout out to the NLL fire. for retweeting it. Um, but there have been a number of moves, and I mean Adrian Sorocchetti after getting traded to New York for his rights does not sign with New York. He goes back to Saskatchewan where he won championships. Um, the Vancouver Warriors making moves. They uh, re-signed Joel McCready. They brought in Garrett McIntosh. Um, they brought in a, a bunch of guys. You know, they, they brought in Steve Fryer to play goalie. Shout out to Steve Fryer for the follow on Twitter. Um, Vancouver's been making a lot of noise, too, which has been fun to see. They signed Christian Mazzone. The Twilight Mazzone is going to Vancouver. Uh, TJ Camizio. He's been tearing it up. He's absolutely absurd. I'm very excited to see what he does in the box game. Um, TJ Camizio is going back to the uh, Georgia Swarm. He was on their practice squad last year. He's been having a fantastic PLL championship series. He signs a two-year deal with the Georgia Swarm. Kyle Buchanan is going to Buffalo uh, from the San Diego Seals. He was the first player in Seals history. Um, He's going to Buffalo, so that's your Corey Small replacement, Bandits fans. Um, Reese Dutch is going to San Diego, according to Teddy Jenner, which I think is a Huge move. Um, so he's coming down from really, Calgary. San Diego really building that attack up right now. That's going to be dangerous, especially linking up with uh, Fieldsy out there. You got Connor Just, Fields, Reese Dutch, Austin Stotts, Westberg. Oh, that's boy. That, that is, is. The two, uh, new, two of the expansion teams who came in at the same time making big offensive moves this offseason. You really love to see it. Big move there. I I was talking to you yesterday because once Callum Crawford signed, it was like, all right, where's Reese Dutch going to go? And I was like, he's a West Coast guy. I, I think he's going to stay out West. Wouldn't be shocked if he goes back to Calgary. Wouldn't be shocked if he goes to Saskatchewan. Ends up in San Diego, and I really like this move for the Seals, especially after losing Buchanan uh, to Buffalo. I think Reese Dutch is a, a big upgrade, in my opinion. Brings a, a winning culture, not that they haven't had it before, because as we all know, a bunch of the San Diego Seals initially were Saskatchewan guys out there who won championships together. But Reese Dutch coming in as a, a guy who knows what it takes to win a championship, and you pair him with those guys, like we said, Westberg, who, if I'm not mistaken, Reese played with in Calgary. I could be wrong there. Um, I think you're right. Connor Fields and Austin Stotts, like that's a, a formidable four right there in a tough Western division. Uh, I like that signing a lot. Stephen LeBlanc is going to Halifax, which is absolutely silly. Their forward group is insane. Cody Jamison's still out there, potentially going back to Halifax as well. Um, Looks more and more likely that he's going to wind up back in Halifax as the day has gone on. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really thought he would leave because he has such a history with that team coming off a 10-year contract from when they were the Rochester Nighthawks, uh, you know, the friendships he has with the players on that team and just his connection with the organization. I mean, I've heard that Philadelphia had interest, but now that they've signed Corey Small, I don't see how Cody Jamison also comes in here. Um, I, I would be shocked unless somebody threw him an absurd amount of money that he just literally could not turn down. Expect Cody Jamison to go back to Halifax. Um, lots and lots of signings. Yeah. 
Totally agree. I mean, lots and lots of signings over the last three days. It's all on our live tracker at undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Um, just a, a bonkers amount of news and information that has been coming out left and right. Uh, so people are saying, I'm not saying this, Harris. I'm not, I am not saying. People are, not you. people are saying I'm the woge of NLL right now. Oh, yeah. I Which mean, I'm not that saying that because there, there are guys like Teddy Jenner and Jake Elliott that do a far more fantastic job than I do, have far more sources than I do. But if I get fed information, I'm just I'm going to put you it know, out there for the people. I mean, Bennett bombs, you know? You know, it, it's a thing. It's becoming a thing right now. Uh, Brad Cree, also one of the big uh, moves, signs a five-year extension with Toronto Rock. Between Brad Cree and Challen Rogers, they've given out 12 years' worth of contracts with those two guys. Uh, massive for their defense. Toronto is, Toronto is just ridiculous. I mean, they're trusting their deep defense right now, and they're trusting their big guys to get it done. You don't put that kind of years into uh, into players, especially two players, unless you totally trust them. Totally agree. Um just looking through here. Uh, Scott Campbell is going back to Halifax, the ageless wonder. Soupy signs a one-year extension with them. Graham Hasek signed a one-year deal to remain in Halifax. Um, like we said earlier, Doug Jameson's RFA offer sheet was matched by New England, so he's staying there. Uh, Liam Burns, I think that signing by the Wings is so underrated. He is so damn good. Um, him getting a two-year contract, big ups to Paul Day there. Liam Burns is one of the most underrated players in lacrosse, not just the NLL, but lacrosse in general. Sure, he won the Defensive Player of the Year in the MLL in 2019, but he he doesn't get enough credit for how damn good he is. I mean, players can win awards and still be underrated. I mean, look at Sean Couturier in the NHL. He's probably going to win the Selkie this year, and he'll still be overlooked by most like casual fans. So. Facts. Um, but NLL free agency has been, this has been the, the buzz that I have needed in terms of writing again, in terms of just being hashtag online. Um, this shit is so much fun. Like when, when just putting out information, updating the live tracker, like it is like the biggest adrenaline rush I've had in months. Also, just shout out to Lacrosse Twitter as a whole. Hell it's yeah! It's been a fun, fun, fun couple of weeks. Hell yeah! Um, it's it's been wild. Our Twitter's been growing over at uh, at OTB Lax Pod. Which, if you're listening to this podcast and not following us on social media, what the hell are you doing? Um, so it, it's been wild. Our Twitter's been growing exponentially. You know, right before. The championship series started. We were still under a thousand followers. Now we're well over it. It's stupid. You guys are fucking wild. Um, the, the interaction's the been crazy. But you can check out all the NLL free agency updates on the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. It's the first article that pops up on the homepage, or you can just click like blog, click the lacrosse tab. It's right there for you. It's easy. It's simple. Our website is the shit. Shout out to Kevin Guest for building that bad boy. Um, overall, though, Harrison, your biggest takeaways from NLL free agency through three days? 
Uh, Eastern Conference really looking to be the best in the whole NLL. They're really making the biggest moves, I would say. Uh, watch out for New York and Philadelphia, and keep an eye out on San Diego. Bringing that, building that attack like that, always going to be dangerous. But those are my main takeaways. Yeah, uh, the Wings look like an absolute force right now. The Riptide are becoming that much more legitimate. Uh, start printing the 98 jerseys too, guys, because they're going to sell like hotcakes. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with New England overall now that they've lost their top two goal scorers. Um, kind of going Locked with a bit, of a bit of a youth movement now, uh, led by Andrew Q, friend of the show, and Joe Restardis. Uh And then you got Georgia, who re-signed our guy, Mr. Bomberry, to a two-year deal. Brendan Bomberry and uh, TJ Camizio gets the two-year extension as or two-year contract as well to remain in Georgia. And then Halifax is just on some; they're on one right now. Look at that sophomore season; it's going to be ridiculous. I can't wait to watch it. They're looking bonkers, getting in in the mix. San Diego getting in the mix in free agent signings. Uh, Buffalo is always going to be good, in my opinion, and they add a veteran in Buchanan to replace Corey Small, essentially. Um, Toronto looks unbelievable. Saskatchewan, I'm going to be interested to see how Josh Currier fits with them uh, and what else they end up doing in free agency. Uh, Vancouver has made a plethora of signings that have made them better. I'm very excited about Vancouver. They've always been a team that I just enjoy watching, like, We've talked about it multiple times throughout the history of this podcast. Like, if you had an NBA League Pass uh, team for the NLL, two years running, probably now going to be three in a row. Vancouver has been one of my League Pass teams. Uh, the Mammoth, they haven't done much in free agency, per se. They've signed a couple guys, but getting Zed is wild. Uh, to I mean, add we're going to talk offense. about we're going to talk about Zed in a bit with the PLL. But bringing him on to any team is going to immediately improve any offense you have. Stupid. This guy is insanely good. Uh, I can't believe my eyes when I'm watching him. It's bonkers. And then Calgary, it'll be interesting to see if they make any moves to add with Curtis Dixon now that Reese Dutch is gone and Dane Doby and Curtis kind of being the two-headed monster that they are. Um you know, they're I mean, still, they're still the reigning made. champs. Still, technically, yeah, technically still the reigning champs, the longest reigning champs in sports history. Uh, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot more moves to be made. Obviously, we're all on Cody Jameson watch, see what happens with him. Um, but NLL free agency through three days has been absolutely fucking insane. So, shout out to all 13 teams in the league because you've kept you us close on your eyes toes. For a second. You literally close your eyes for a second, and it feels like two or three new signings, big signings, have been made. Dude, I literally ran to the grocery store today. I was texting you, ran to the grocery yeah. store, and the league was on fire again. It was absolutely stupid. Um, wild stuff's been going on, so shout out to all the NLL teams for making moves and doing the damn thing, because um, it's been fun so far. Let's keep it rolling. Um but like I said, check out the, the live free agency updates on undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Let's get into the PLL Championship Series, Harrison. 
Oh boy, group so play. much fun stuff. Group play has come to an end. Method Man dropped a heater. And uh, we've got a, a Tuesday night triple header to kick off yeah. the playoffs. So, Chaos and Chrome, the rematch of Gaudette and Reardon. Oh my god, I'm so excited. They better yeah. make the... They better mic up both of those guys because if they don't, we we will storm the uh, PLL HQ in Los Angeles. We ride um, exactly. I am I'm super pumped. I was listening to friend of the show, Greg Beast, the Stripe. If you're not listening to that podcast, you're doing something wrong. Um, he was talking about you know just the face offs and everything throughout group play and how Joe Nardella has literally been the only face-off guy to make the necessary adjustments to the referee's cadence or lack thereof. Uh, and that's why you see Joe Nardella absolutely going nuclear on everybody. Uh, using the same refs, they've kind of gotten into a groove of doing things differently from what they did last season. And outside of Joe, Beast was saying everyone else kind of just looks lost. Um, you have guys like Trevor Baptiste looking human. Uh, Tommy Kelly has been, for lack of a better term, pretty bad. Uh, his wing play has been bad, and that's why Chaos went 0-4. Because uh, if you're not winning faceoffs, you're not getting the ball. I, there was a there was a lot to take away from group play. What are some things that stood out to you overall from group play? Going back to Tommy Kelly and uh, Chaos, we were talking about before the uh, championship series started that dangerous offense. And if you don't get the ball off that faceoff, you don't give it to that dangerous offense. You don't give them the chance to work. And that's why we've seen players like Miles Thompson and Curtis Dixon not beat – well, not Curtis Dixon, but like – players like them not be as loud as they could be like chaos don't look like the team they were supposed to be and you look at blaze reardon especially putting up mvp performances night in and night out he's broken his own records consecutively exactly this feels like a team that should be the one seed but they're not in fact they're the the last team it's it doesn't feel right, but their defense has been atrocious, and it's a shame it's not looking like Jack Rowlett's going to play in their game against Chaos. He's in concussion protocol. Um, That's a major loss for them as well. And they're already thin on defense, as is Jared Newman, friend of the show. We love Jared, has not been what he was in 2019 at all. I don't know what's going on there. I, I hope... I'll tell you that, what's going uh, on. I'll tell you what's going on completely. This team misses Brody Merrill more than anything. Facts. Chaos not I, protecting Brody Merrill was, one, a jaw-dropping shocker. Two, you're seeing the effects of Brody not being back there as the defensive vocal leader for Chaos because none of these guys have ever been in this role before, and that's no slight to Jared, to Jack, or anybody on that defense. Jared and Jack are the only two returning defensemen on that team. Dan Coates and Jason Noble were not... They didn't play last year in the PLL. And, you know, 
to have two young guys like Jared and, and Jack, that's a tall task to be able to attempt to fill the shoes left by Brody Merrill in a in a position where they've never really been before. And I think the the pressure has gotten to them. Um, it it's been tough, you know. You you hate seeing guys that you support and support us struggle and everything, but it it's been the case. And they miss Brody Merrill more than anything. That entire team misses Brody. His wing play on the faceoffs, like everything Brody brings to the table and more. This chaos team is lacking, and that's why you see them at zero and four. True. I mean, you look at what he. He's done for Water Dogs, and even though the Water Dogs are one and three, their defense has been solid in almost all of their games. Just a couple slip-ups at the end, which has been the story of Water Dogs' season, realistically. Uh, Brody Merrill has had that defense rock solid, and you've seen too many gaps this year with Chaos. They fall apart at the wrong moments, and it's just it's sad to see because these are. It's a really likable group of guys. I it's a big likable group, and like everything got started with the whole Gaudette thing, and I think that's where it just went downhill. As soon as all of that went and happened, and they decided to take to Twitter instead of defending their teammate on the field, you saw this chaos team kind of just spiral out of control. They, the only game they were ever really in was that overtime game against Redwoods, and even then. Even then, they were still kind of choppy and and not themselves. You know, it was the lowest scoring game in PLL history. Um, it's concerning to me because this is this is not the team that anyone remembers from 2019 that won. You know, the the best record in the regular season had all these accolades and and they just look completely lost. And it all starts at the face off too when you're not winning the ball getting possessions you're not gonna have a good time and that's where chaos is right now yeah they actually do remind me of 2019 but not the regular season 2019 chaos the postseason 2019 yes. chaos they look exactly like they did in the postseason it's it's a bad look for a group of guys i hope they snap out of it soon i mean they they're getting their chance tomorrow or today i guess against chrome so, if you can shut up Matt Gaudet early, get him out of your heads, maybe that'll wash the slate completely and we'll see what this chaos team can truly be. And I mean, there's been a lack of adjustments. You know, Tommy Kelly has not been successful at the faceoff, like we said. He hasn't adjusted to trying anything different. You don't have a true backup option because you only brought one faceoff guy. It, it's been tough to watch chaos, man. It has been so tough to watch them. Um,. Overall, the the group play, though, was fantastic. I mean, Chrome looks like a brand-new team. Um, I am so impressed with Chrome. It's unreal. They they just have have... a sense of self now. It's like last year they were kind of just going through the motions, and outside of Gutty, it was like everybody was kind of just like, hey, I'm here, let's have a good time, and Gutty was putting up two goals a game, uh, which Zed Williams this season is just like, hold my beer, I'm going to hat trick every game. Um, I mean, Chrome has embodied pseudo to a T. Uh, he has done such a great job with this team as well. The syst- like their defensive system has clicked perfectly. Reese Eddy has been amazing. 
can we talk about Galloway returning to his standard form after a dip in play last year? Because he's looking like the world beater that he was for most of his career again. Yeah. I mean, when Dylan Ward announced that he was coming to the PLL, I said, that's a perfect fit for Chrome. You know, let, let's get Dylan Ward to Chrome. And everybody was like, really? Like Galloway is like really good. And I'm like, he didn't show it last year. Man, am I glad he's showing it this year. He's been a vocal leader. We see it all the time in those huddles. He's getting loud and proud with this team. They're clicking on all... They're fun to watch. I I love sitting down, turning on the TV, and watching this Chrome team play because they are fun to watch. And you never know what to expect from them either, which is the best part of their game. They're never out. They're so unpredictable. They're never out of it. It's so... Exactly. They, I mean, what, what was their, they, they came back into the water dogs and no, the water dogs made that come back on them. Uh, archers. 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 Yeah. That was, I a, mean, archers ended up yeah, winning that game, but that they, they came back into that game and surged through found confidence. Like they are literally never out of a game. I will never count Chrome out of a game while pseudo's the head coach right now. I'll say that on record. They, they're that good. Like they are clicking at every single spot. And this is a team that has 12 new guys on it. So many guys opted out because they have real-life jobs or couldn't you know, get out to Utah or whatever, didn't feel safe, yada, yada, yada. This team has 12 new guys on the roster, which is the most of any team in the PLL, and they are doing what they're doing right now. It's the culture in the locker room. They really bought into this team, and you can tell each one of these guys would go to war for each other. So... I don't know what to say. This Chrome team, dark horse to win it all. I really I, think they I have that right opportunity. There with you. I am right there with you. Like, I would not be shocked if next Sunday we are all in our group chat texting about Chrome, Chrome Back 2020 actually being a thing. I mean, they sold me on it after week one, just demolishing the chaos like they did. So, man, go Chrome. You know, who would have been? Who would have thought we'd be saying this at this point last year? Not at all. They they have really turned that team around, and it's exciting because that was the one team that everybody like bullied and badgered last year because they just couldn't click. Yeah. It no matter what they did, it was just you know too little, too late, whatever it may be. And now we're here, and, and Chrome is thriving. So shout out to those boys on Chrome. Uh, the Archers, though, talk about the most fun team in the league. Oh, my <laughs> God. Where do we start with them? Do we start at their attack with Grant Amon, with Marcus Holman, Will Manny? Do we go with their midfield with Tom Schreiber, our guy Ryan Ambler? Hey, Ryan, Ryan Ambler playing up top on that attack, you know, uh, against Whipsnake. Sure, they didn't win, but Ryan Still, Ambler scoring two goals, two goals. Two goals in the game after he comes on OTB. I was I was ready I was getting ready for that hat trick tweet. I was he waiting I like was waiting was, for that podcast science. He, I, I he mean, almost had podcasts. it too. He almost had that hat trick and I damn near fell off my couch. Podcast science still works though. Two goals, two hell goals. of a performance. Two goals after he's coming on pod. He's getting the recognition he deserves now too. I some the article today about how he was one of the most underrated Princeton players of all time or something like that. Not a coincidence in my book. He's he's finally getting his recognition. 
It's our guy. Philly guy, too. Philly guy. Big Eagles fan. Shout out to Ryan Ambler. What an, if you guys missed that episode, go, birds. go, go listen to that. Cause shout, also speaking of Ryan, shout out to Joe Keegan saying the name, dropping it in the 10 man ride newsletter. Let's go. Absolutely amazing. Cause, um, uh, coach Cavanaugh runs the shit out of that box. Uh, amazing stuff. Shout out to Joe Keegan. Shout out to Ryan Ambler. Uh, definitely check out last episode. Cause that interview was incredible. Um, Just the heater of an episode. But this this Archers team, although they lost to Whip Snakes and kind of you know unraveled a bit, I anyone will unravel playing Whip Snakes. I love I love this Archers team. I love this Archers team. Like I am thoroughly head over heels in love with them. They are they're so fun to watch. They are my most favorite team to watch this season. Like. Everything is just so smooth. You've got Grant lighting it up as a rookie. Will Manny's still sniping corners. Tom Schreiber is just unlocking new levels of his game. Uh, he really is. He he has been unbelievable. And not that he hasn't been in the past. Like, he is the best player on the planet. But he has just done he, things this season that, like, you get like new levels. stars in your eyes because you are just blown away by what he's doing. Marcus Christian Holman came Mizzou. to life. Marcus Holman came to life in that Whip Snakes game, scored a goal. Still a little concerned about Marcus. I know we said we weren't on the last episode. I'm a little concerned about Marcus Holman being as cold as he is and not really getting many looks. You need Marcus Holman to get these looks when it comes to the playoffs now. Ryan Ambler coming on the scene. Christian Mazzone, like you said. Unbelievable in his first he has year. Burst onto the scene. I mean, I mean Jules, it's unreal what he's done. Jules tried to tell everybody. Nobody wanted to listen. Apparently, he's been fantastic. Josh Courier has been great for them. Uh, Gittleman and no and Adams have been amazing in in cage. And Matt McMahon and Eli Gobrecht have been holding it down on defense. Can we talk about Scott Ratliff's goal though? My boy, like, he looked like an offensive midi running down that field. He looked just so natural hitting that split dodge and then just bouncing it top corner. He just cooked them up like Ratatouille, dirty. man. Exactly. Uh, what Scott Ratliff can do as a long stick midi, I think most people couldn't do with a short pull. It's absurd. I love Scott Ratliff's game. He is just awesome. Fun to watch. This Archers team is just, they're having fun. And I think that's one thing they lacked a bit last year was like, yeah, they were having fun doing what they were doing, but. There were so many ups and downs during games for them that they would lose it a little bit. And they've literally just carried the momentum from that 25 to whatever game against Atlas for the number one overall pick into the championship series with Grant on board. And um, they just had this like confidence about them that is just amazing to watch. Uh, big fan of this Archers team going into the playoffs. Um Atlas. I just want to make a plea really quickly. Go for it. Like Grant, I need Grant Amont in the NLL more than anything. He would light up the box game. It'd, oh my god! Oh, It'd be so fun to watch. I need the top three rookies in the league: Grant, Costa Beal, and Godet all in the Costa Beal. Need them all in. Can the you NLL. oh Godet in the NLL? He would get under so many defenders' skins. 
he would be the most annoying box player to play against, and it will be beautiful to watch. Need it all. Need need all three of those guys playing the box game. Um, but Atlas is still Atlas. I'm not surprised. We said it during the preseason, if you want to call it that. Uh, we needed to see them prove that they were different. And there's only been a few guys that have really stood out. Cade Van Raphorst has been great. No surprise. One of our guys. Um, you know, Eric Law, Eric Law and Ryan Brown well. have been doing their typical things. Trevor's been a little human, I'd say, um, which has been a Definitely. bit of a surprise. Um, Costa Beal's been unreal. Costa Beal has been great. But really outside of that, like I haven't truly been impressed with RP3. Um, he had that one game against at the beginning of the season against Water Dogs, but that was his biggest contribution. Yeah, I mean he's, he's been pretty silent since. He's had a couple plays here and there, but I haven't been blown away by what he's done. Uh, Paul Rabel's disappeared. Paul's been, he's just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, we all know. If if you're a real one, if you know, you know. Um, but I mean, Paul's been silent. Um, they they just have not gotten anything going really, and it was kind of expected by a lot of people until they showed that they could put it together. Nobody was going to have faith in them, and I don't think anybody has faith in them still. You know, no great. Gonna, I mean, great coaching what, staff. I love Ben Rubier. I I like his energy. I like Uncle Rick Beardsley. Friend, you know, he follows us and supports us, but. If you can only do so much with this group of players, and you know, it, not every you know world team can go out and play on a, a professional level together. You know, it, sometimes things just click at a certain time and then it fades. You know, and that's what this Atlas team is. It's Team USA, and the the magic's worn off. The chemistry's not there. It's, the chemistry's gone. It, I mean. Oh, another so bright, another bright looking, spot, another bright spot, real quick before I forget. Romar Dennis has been great. Yeah, he he woke up really in that last game, that two bomb against Redwood on the run, Whew. on the run, filthy. Romar's but been fantastic. For just, them. I'm expecting Archers to pump multiple goals past uh atlas it's gonna it's not gonna be fun to watch well it's gonna be fun to watch but it's not gonna be fun to watch at the same time yeah and i mean archers, it's gonna be an ugly one archers losing that game to to whip snakes i was bummed because i thought archers have been sensational like them and whip snakes have been in their own echelon this championship series um matt rambo and Zed williams are the two best attackmen in the league it's not close but it's I'm also close. I'm also are, not mad that we get to watch Archers play one more game. Yeah, I mean this so then, Archers team is just fun. Them losing was not but, all that bad because we get to watch them play an extra game, so that's fun. And we got a great game out of that. That was so fun to watch. Yes. Twenty-eight goals between the two of them. Matt Rambo putting up ten points. Ridiculous. Eight assists. Eight assists? Are you joking me? He was dishing them because he's Chef Rambo. Oh my God! Zedzilla Zed a hat trick a game. Zedzilla averaging a hat trick a game. That man. 
that band is just on one. Like we said, the Halifax Thunderbirds were on one and free. Zed is on his own planet right now, just absolutely torching people. He is putting up highlights, and he is like the most quiet, humble dude. I I I tweeted this. The friendship I never knew I needed was Matt Rambo and Zed Williams. Uh, they are like stepbrothers. It is hilarious. Like they are just conjoined at they the hip. It is LeBron James and Dwayne Wade of the PLL. Did you see that gift that somebody made? Maybe somebody photoshopped Maybe. Zed and Rambo's heads on Dwayne Wade and Chris Bo- or uh, LeBron James with the like iconic that dunk. That was great. That's the best that thing great. I've seen all see week. That. that thing had me in I, tears. I'm just, I, I mean, we were talking about it. You might brought up before the championship series even started. Zed Williams had what seven hundred points in high school. Yeah, dude, we shouldn't be surprised about how well he's playing right now. We should not be surprised. Yeah, it's also so surprising that he can just walk in in his first four games and just casually put home hat tricks. He's not. It's, it's not even like he's exerting any effort. He's catching that ball. He's turning in his hips and he's just putting it in the back of the net. It's unreal to watch. He. He's just taken, like, a lot of these guys that are new to the league that came in through, you know, the uh, the entry draft, whether it's Zed, Christian Mazzone, TJ Camizio, uh these guys that have come, e- Eli, I mean, Curtis coming in in his first year after being injured last year, Austin Stott's putting up points. These guys that are in their first full year in the PLL are putting on a Jake Withers, they're putting on a show. This is ha- the Water Dogs Foga of uh, Faceoff Specialists are having themselves a tournament. I was Chris listening. Did, That's a- did you know Jake Withers has only won three clamps all championship series? Really? And he's at 60%. That's a testament to his work on the ground ball game. Come on now. How many faceoff guys win that few clamps? And still come out with a sixty percent uh, average. That's insane. Shout out to Beast for for those numbers. But I mean, it, it's also a testament to Jake having that familiarity factor with his wing players. It's literally the Team yep. Canada faceoff setup between uh, Withers, Brody, Zach Courier, and and those guys. You know, I mean, Water Dogs is basically Team Canada already. So yeah, I mean, they they won that game against Chaos for the right to be Canada's team. So. It's exactly. only it's only right, um, but I mean, overall, group play thoroughly entertained. We had lacrosse every night. Um, you know, we had lacrosse after dark multiple nights. We had a melted fuse box. Redwoods with that overtime win. Like Macaudet and uh, Garrett Apple situation that was wild. We are going to look back. Five years from now, when the PLL is still on the up and up, playing a normal tour season, and we are all going to remember that what we said in the preseason and back in like, you know, May when the championship series got announced, the championship series put lacrosse on the map where it belongs. You know, we'll be up to 15 teams in the league by then. Uh, 
It's going to be great. This is the best time to be a lacrosse fan. I have said this so many times. I don't even know how many times I've said it at this point. But right now is the world's best time to be a lacrosse fan. If you're not on the wagon, hop on now. Come on now. Like, it, the, lacrosse is the medicine game. Like, they talk about that all the time, and that's exactly what it is. I have felt the effects of it being a medicine game just for my, like, mental health and, like, being excited about something and looking forward to something. Every night that a PLL game was on, like, and I tune in and I'm sitting in front of my TV, I felt joy just sitting and watching these guys go to work, no matter who was playing, and... I truly felt like refreshed and like brand new, like this championship series and even going back to like the MLL tournament and everything. Like I have felt like such a reinvigoration of just like energy and ready to rock. Like I have been so thoroughly entertained and like just filled with joy from all of the lacrosse that has been on television. I'm going to say right now, uh, the past three days, when the NHL came back, especially with the Flyers' 4-1 domination of the Bruins, I have felt a new hope for this year. Like, 2020 won't be all that bad in the end, hopefully. Because everything being back has just brought, like, new life to me. It's been so great. It's been, it's been healing. It's the medicine game for a reason. You said that earlier. It's just like... I feel it healing my soul as I watch these games. It's fantastic. You can't beat it. It has been unbelievable. So shout out to all the dudes just putting on a show during the the group play. Um, Heading into the playoffs, we'll, we'll play a little game here. Top three things that have you excited about the playoffs are? All right. My top three... Uh, I want to say Redwoods versus Water Dogs as a whole because I feel like the Redwoods offense is finally clicking together. Ryder Garnsey is up and ready. And it looks like they've gotten their defensive issues sorted at least for at least a little bit. And coming up against this Water Dogs team that looked very hot and cold, I think this could be a chance for Redwoods to finally say, listen, we are that team still that we said we were before the series. And we will go to that final game. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Grant Amon just as a whole again. I can't stop watching this kid's highlights. It's I. It's unbelievable to watch. And I'm looking forward to Reardon versus Gaudet. Round two, I want to see what Reardon does. I want to see Reardon either shut Gaudet up with his play or... I want to see chaos finally jump in for their goaltender, who's been putting them on their back, on his back this entire tournament, and stick up for him. You know. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think my three, um, number three, the the Chrome Chaos rematch is going to be an absolute joy. Uh, number two, the the rookies doing their thing, whether it's Costabile, Grant, or Gaudet. Uh, excited to watch them in, in a playoff style uh, format and, and winner go home situation to see how they play. Uh, and then number one that I'm most excited for is just 
the intensity level of these games is going to go from a 10 to a 12. And It'll go off the charts. It's going to be ridiculous. These guys are going to be going balls to the wall for an entire game. Not that they weren't already, but now that it is winner go home, you're going to see the intensity levels of these games go through the roof, and I'm so excited for the competitiveness of these games. On the flip side, three things I'm concerned and nervous about into the playoffs. Obviously, number one, chaos. Uh, you're the defending regular season champs. You go 0-4 in group play. You get a rematch with the team that kind of sent your, your championship series into a spiral a bit. You, you haven't looked good at all, in my opinion. No disrespect to any of our chaos guys. Uh, give Blaze some fucking help. Like, I can't say it any other way. Like, he's been standing on his head the entire championship series, and you have given this dude no help. Help your goalie. I Harrison's a goalie and probably has more choice words about this than I do. But help your goalie out. My God, like, Blaze has been a wizard, and you've done absolutely nothing to help him defensively, offensively. Like, I need to see some sort of energy from this chaos team that we have not seen all season long. Uh, Number two concern I have is for Redwoods. Um, Matt Cavanaugh is day-to-day, had the back issue in their last game. You know, the offense has not been fantastic. You've got two rookie face-off guys that are kind of just learning on the fly. Um, the defense overall has been sketchy, kind of 50-50. Um, I need to see consistency from Redwoods. They, they're playing an opponent they haven't faced yet, which will be interesting, especially since that opponent has, you know, the best one-two punch right now in terms of numbers at the face-off X. With uh, Jake Withers and Drew Simino, you you have to put your your foot on the gas pedal of your Redwoods. Like you can't let up at all. You can't rely on Sergio Perkovic to be hitting it from the parking lot the entire game. Um, I need to see 2019 Redwoods kind of come out if they want to have any chance. Of, uh, it is playoff time, and we saw how they did in the playoffs last year. That's very true. That is very true. Um, but I need to see more from Redwoods. And then my other concern is uh, Whip Snakes look kind of fucking unstoppable. <laughs> they they score goals. They dish out assists. Joe Nardella is on another planet, and that defense is just a brick wall. I don't know how anybody gets through Whip Snakes, and we might just see repeat champion. Honestly, uh, I have two of the same concerns as you. You were talking about how I, as I being a goalie, I have some choice words about the whole Reardon situation. All I'm going to say is that if I was in Reardon's shoes right now, putting up that many saves a night and just being left out to dry, I don't think I would have any more fresh lacrosse sticks to play with in the next game. I would have smashed them all at this point. Like It's... It's infuri- like as a goalie, you see this guy putting up the those numbers. I mean, he's made seventy five saves. He has put up at least twenty saves in three straight games, and they're still not winning. 
I, he's eventually just going to take off the goalie pads, tell Bill and Ward to get in there, and uh, just go down on attack and do what he does best in Philadelphia and start putting in goals himself. But, man, that's got to be my number one uh, concern. Number two, probably Atlas. Just See, I'm not concerned about them because, because we know what they are. <laughs> we know what they are, but I... I still feel like they have that potential, and they it's do or die time for them right now. Because if they don't do it again this weekend, we're going to know – the whole lacrosse community is going to know exactly what kind of team this is and not just have that feeling in their gut. You know, it's it's an ugly situation for Atlas to be in, and they need to really turn about this week, or tomorrow to show that they aren't what we think they are. In and then the Whip Snakes. I was gonna they say look in, like they're going to be the first dynasty in PLL history. Oh yeah, I was going to say about Atlas is, real quick though. In the in oh, the yeah. great words of the late great Dennis Green, we are who we thought we were, and that is Atlas. Yeah, but with Snakes, man, what a team! I slept on them because I thought that this whole new team might not click as well as they did last year. But Staggs is proving to be the PLL's equivalent of Bill Belichick. Next guy up, do your duty, and put your head down and win. This is just an unreal team to watch. I don't know who possibly could stop them right now. We saw the best chance we could possibly get with Archers, and they blew them out of the water. Yeah, and Whipsnakes get rest until Thursday. Um it's it's kind of scary to think about, you know, and and it all it always 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 comes back to just how damn good of a coach Stags is. Stags knows that how man. to get it done, has done it time and time again with this Whip Snakes team, has adjusted to you know having a, a force up top to now it being kind of a two man game, and and then getting Jay Carlson involved as number three. Jay Carlson's been one of the most unsung heroes. For the Whip Snakes team, you know everybody talks about Rambo. Everybody talks about Zed. We're obviously talking about Joe, who I think is an MVP candidate. Uh, Jay Carlson's been lighting it up. Jay Carlson's been fantastic, and I was totally wrong about him. You know, not being able to be a guy for them. You know, obviously you guys heard me talk about how I thought Miles Thompson could be a, an acquisition for Whip Snakes, but Jay Carlson has thoroughly impressed me. Um, Zedzilla has been unreal. Ball game. Uh, Burnlore's what been fantastic. Player. And that defense, man. That defense, like, Staggs knew what he was doing. He kept that defense intact and knew exactly what he was doing. And it, I mean, it just goes to show you how damn good of a coach and GM type of guy he is because this Whip Snakes team finished group play with like plus 25 I think in goal differential which blew chrome out of the water who were like plus five um they yeah, are no, they were by far and away the best team for goal differential they're just far and away. good man like it, it they just do everything right like they they irritate you they they know how to win that's the biggest thing when it comes to it they know how to win and they have chemistry, they're an unselfish team, and that's what wins championships. 
you know, being able to kind of figure out that you don't need to be the guy and everybody can contribute. Whip Snakes does that. And hopefully these other teams figure out a way to game plan so we don't get a dynasty because it'd be fun to see another team win, obviously. But, I mean, Whip Snakes has it all right now. And I think it's Whip Snakes and Archers at the top of the list. Chrome is right underneath of them. And then you got, you know, Redwoods, Water Dogs, Atlas Chaos. And, yeah. I I don't know how this would feel to Philly native Matt Rambo, but I'm ready to make the uh, New England Patriots connection between Whips and them already. Uh, Matt Rambo looking like Tom Brady of that offense, quarterback in plays, calling the shots, dishing out dimes. Staggs is definitely the Belichick of this uh, PLL. His adjustments he made this offseason have been absurd. And then you look at, like, Atlas and Chaos, and I don't even know. It's like the Browns of 2016 – or 2017, my bad. And, like, the Lions of 2008 when they went 0-16. The, the, the difference in quality that they've played with this tournament is just staggering. Yeah, it's been – Absolutely insane. Uh, playoffs start Tuesday. We got a triple header. Get started with the rematch. Chaos and Chrome on NBC Sports Gold. Uh, then we get Woods and Dogs in the in the middle of it all. And then we get the nightcap on NBCSN, Atlas Archers. First round of the playoffs. Who you got winning, Harrison? I have Redwoods over Water Dogs. I have Archers over Atlas, and I have Chrome over Chaos. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, All healthy wins too. Like, I think I think Redwoods and Water Dogs is going to be a back and forth game. I think it's going to be back and forth, but the Redwoods will pull away and to really solidify that win. Um, it's not going to be close between. Chrome and Chaos or Archers and Atlas. It, pr- feel free to prove me wrong. I would love to see that happen. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be close at all. I think Archers blow the doors off of Atlas. Uh, they just have the superior talent. Um, and chemistry. I think Chaos is going to give a- Chrome a run for their money, though. I, you think I, uh, they'll finally stick up and type of stuff and really get it together? I don't know what it is about chaos. It's just I can't ever doubt them, and yet when I it's that attack. It's, it's definitely the attack. I don't know and what it defense. is. You can't. Jared Newman is reigning defensive player of the year. I'm just waiting for him to flip that switch, and I feel like he can step into that leadership role that Brody Merrill left. He's a very vocal, very talented defender. I think maybe it's a mental block right now. I need Jared to start ripping two bombs like he did last year from 20 feet out. Like Bomb squad might be dead now. Just saying. Oh, declaring a bomb squad. I mean, Jake Ficaro's still been on a milk carton. I haven't seen him anywhere. Miles Jones is on new squad. Uh, well, Miles Jones and Sergio Perkovic lighting up from beyond the Yeah, there's the Splash, lot. Splash Brothers from the Perkin lot. Um, I need Jared, like, if Chaos wants any chance of winning, the defense needs to step up. You're going to be down Jack Rowlett. And you need Jared Newman to fucking rip two bombs. Like, 
I don't understand why he's been so hesitant. The bomb squad is in the gulag right now. They need to get out of the gulag. I don't know what has been making Jared so hesitant about ripping two bombs, but he's got to figure it out because that was part of his game last year that made him so lethal. Like, that's what made Chaos lethal was you had a defender that could rip him from, you know, way outside and be an offensive threat but also being an elite defender. Um, I think Water Dogs and Redwoods are going to be back and forth because Redwoods have the the two bomb capabilities right now. Sergio Perkovic and Miles Jones are cooking from outside the arc. Um, you still have Lethal. Ryder Dunsey can wake up. Ryder's been been fantastic the past two games for Redwoods. Uh, but Water Dogs have the face off advantage by far. Uh. Their defense has been pretty solid. I've been very impressed by BJ Grill. Um, Ryan Drenner is Ryan Drenner. Drew Snyder is Drew Snyder. I need to see. I'm interested to. S- I need to see more from a third option. Whether it's Kieran McCardle doing what he did again, my guy. Shout out to Kieran. Real ones know Kieran's a fucking problem. Uh, please stop doubting the guy. He had a great game. Guy. He had a great game a couple nights ago against from Never. Or wait, was it against Chrome or against Archers? He had this big night. Uh, whatever the comeback game was, Chrome then. Yeah. yeah, he was ridiculous. What he had the first, he had four of the first five goals or something. He almost had six goals in that game. People need to stop doubting Kieran McCarl. He is one of the best players on the planet. Uh, word to your mothers. Um, but I need more from Christian Cuccinello from that Water Dogs team. I have not seen enough from Cucci Maine. Um, he had that one goal that got on Sports Center top ten, but I need to see Archer's Christian Cuccinella in order for this Water Dogs team to do anything. Uh, Zach Courier's healthy, so that's obviously a big boost for this Water Dogs squad in transition on the faceoffs and on the wing play. Um, but I mean, I think it's gonna be back and forth. Timmy Troutner going up against Cipriano is gonna be fun. Uh, this is going to be the most entertaining game. They actually in DeLuca, and they finished their, their last game with DeLuca, didn't they? Against, uh... Uh, yeah, because Cipriano's getting Chaos. lit up. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't... I might put in DeLuca, give him the Maybe he has that first-game confidence in him to pull off a win against Redwoods. I uh, think he she... is called Redwoods. He's a really, really, really good goaltender. DeLuca's good, um, but I think Cipriano, just with the veteran... Uh, aspect of it, and he and Andy Copeland having the relationship from Fairfield and everything. I don't think he's gonna bench him, so I'd expect Cipriano to be in cage. Um, but this is gonna be the most entertaining game of the three, in my opinion. The these two teams are gonna go back and forth. I'd smash the over, whatever it is, because uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of goal scoring. And it's uh, absolutely gonna be a lot of goals scoring. I'm excited for this game. No uh, and then once we move on. If I pull up the uh, the old bracket here. So the way we would have it, we would have a, a Chrome Archers rematch, and then the Woods would play the Witch Knicks. Ooh, that's fun. I honestly, I think Chrome and Archers, first of all, that game, hammer the over, because it'll be like whatever you think it's going to be. This is going to be a high-scoring affair between two of the hottest attacks in the league. 
I think Ushers maybe just pull it out and over. But I would not be shocked if Chrome pulled it off. And in my heart, I say Woods over Whip Snakes. In my bones, I say whips or Woods over Whip Snakes. But my brain says, "Come on now, Harrison." Yeah. Whip Snakes are going to dominate this game. I go. Because the Whip Snakes are the Whip Snakes. I go and look at this, and if we got a Chrome Archers matchup again, how just like poetic justice is that to have the two teams that were arguably the worst teams in the league last year now fighting for a spot in the championship game both go three and one both have two bright shining rookies on their squads both got amazing leading the way amazing jersey makeovers um that would be a very fun game and like you said if if redwoods end up winning my my heart and soul would be woods are, are going back but it would also be fun it's, to get championship rematch 2.0. Um, it's third or fifth round of the games. What? Uh, through games, whips are three and one against the woods. Yeah, the one win was in Atlanta last year. Um, the West next first loss. Mind, I remind. Uh, yep. Let me remind you. So. You never know with the Redwoods. They can pull off an upset. I, I would be thoroughly, thoroughly pleased from my fan aspect of things. Um, but never something, against Matt Rambo and Zed Williams. Something tells, me, something tells me it's going to be the Whip Snakes and the Archers in the championship game. Um, obviously, we'll have another episode before the championship game is set. Um, but... Something tells me we're going to get a rematch of this past Sunday. Have the number one overall pick going up against the MVP. The Utah bunk bed boys in the championship game as well. Captain America. You know, Zeddy Ball game. I, I think that's what we're kind of poised for. Um, and has been really good for what's next as well. Don't hang out. You know, there's... I mean, anything can happen, but that's what I'm looking at right now if things play out the way I think they will. But any given ball game day, anything can happen. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Lots of content going up this week. Um, probably do some some game previews, bunch of stuff. Uh, Instagram live. We might go live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI before some of these games. Maybe let us know. We'll tweet it out and you guys let us know if you want some, uh, some Twitch like pregame shows or postgame shows, whatever it may be. Um, we can make that happen for us to do. Um, and then make sure you're following us on the social medias at OTB Laxpod. That's one part of entering our jersey giveaway that is pinned at the top of our Twitter profile. Just retweet the tweet, follow us, leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts, or follow us on Spotify. But follow us, Twitter and Instagram, at OTBLaxPod. Ton of content always going out on the Twitter machine and on IG. Um, And make sure you're following me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. Follow Dom on Twitter, at WashedLifestyle. Harrison dropped the Twitter handle. 
rgk83 for all live tweets of pll and flyers games the man is a twitter machine ever since we brought him in as an intern and it's lovely to see um and then obviously subscribe to the podcast leave those five star ratings and reviews Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. Let us know what you think about all this NLL free agency craziness. Your thoughts on group play coming to a close and going into the playoff portion of the championship series and uh, anything else that comes to mind. But five stars only. We have standards. We know you do too. Harrison, an update on the five star ratings and reviews right now. As of this episode, we are currently sitting at a whopping... Pulling it up right now. Sitting at 109 five-star ratings and reviews. Keep them coming. 57 five-star reviews. Once we get to 100, Dom reads them all on a separate podcast. So make sure that happens. You know you're going to want to hear that. More than halfway You know there. you're going to want to hear that. But 109 overall. Keep them coming. We're still at four and a half out of five stars because of some buffoons that decided to uh, meddle with our ratings. So let's get that fixed because uh, you guys are the absolute best. And you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, we'll be back later this week recapping the uh, the playoff matchups. Maybe have a, a player on for the OTB podcast science going into the championship game. Who knows? That's why you got to... Stay with us and stay tuned. Uh, any parting thoughts, Harrison? Just hop on the lacrosse wagon now. It's going to save you so much time and effort trying to learn everything in the future. Just follow the game. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's all I got. Follow the game, follow us, and uh, we'll keep it locked and loaded. But this has been episode number 139 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Shout out to Design Tree and Tomahawk Shades. Absolute best sponsors in the business. And uh, keep it rocking. We'll be live tweeting with you guys. We get lacrosse after dark tomorrow as well. Going to be a hell of a time. Uh, Let's have some fun this week during playoffs and uh, tweet the hell out of some lacrosse games. You guys are the absolute best. for, For Harry the K, for Dom. I'm KB. It's been episode number 139. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Do the right things. Let's enjoy some lax. You guys are the best. Can't say it enough. We are signing off. Peace.